Hi, I'm Danny Vargas, musician and graphic designer from Rahway, New Jersey. I'm passionate about politics and the state of the future, and you're listening to The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation. Hi, I'm Robin Renee, and this is The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation. Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan, and thank you for joining us. Yes. So uh, this season, we are exploring democracy. It's something we talk a lot about in various ways, but we really wanted to take a very specific look at democracy. So we will be asking questions about preserving our democratic system, how we might reemerge from the precarious place we're in politically right now with maybe an even better system. We're going to talk about how U.S. democracy works as it intersects with capitalism, racism, all of our various identities, and what we can learn from other countries and other timeframes. So, and we're also going to, you know, take a look at democratic approaches and how they function in small groups and interpersonal relationships. So those are all the things we're going to be sort of just exploring. So we're excited about having some of these conversations. Yeah. And this today, we are sharing my interview with artist, activist, and Rahway Democratic Committee member, Danny Vargas. And as I've been saying for a really long time now, all politics is local politics. And Danny and I talk about basically how the sausage is made in, in our city and on a municipal level and how overnight changes are actually the culmination of many years of work by a few dedicated individuals. And that's something that that you don't I, I haven't been thinking about that until very recently. And even Same. yeah. Even though even though, you know, I worked on the pagan military headstone campaign at you know for the last two or three years of that effort. And I know that was like at least 10 years of work from Charles Arnold and and it, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's it's like when it finally hits the uh, zeitgeist, it feels like it's like, an, oh, this just happened or this is, but it's really people, there've been people screaming about it for years. So <laughs> that's how I felt about marriage equality. It was such an amazing <laughs> change, but I look back at all the decades of, oh work. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. a lot, you know? So, and, 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 and on, and on the, negative side that's kind of why roe v wade got overturned this year yeah because of decades of work by a dedicated group of individuals who are wrong <laughs> yes well that's why i'm i'm looking forward to hearing this interview because i want to learn much more about how the the, the microcosm of politics yeah. works and how to get involved so looking yeah. forward to that so how have you been over the last two weeks <laughs> I've been everything, all of the above. <laughs> you know, I have been back to the beach, which is good. Getting some exercise, which is good. Feeling uh, overwhelmed and freaked out, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I've kind of had a whole a whole list of things, but I'm just trying to tread water with all the work I'm trying to keep up with right now. So. This very much included. I want to keep doing the best for this podcast, and I felt a little bit 
uh, just not, not I, I am getting to everything. It's just, it takes, <laughs> it takes a lot lately. So that's kind of where I've been. Yeah. How about you? I've been trying to stay cool. It's and, and not in, not in the hipster way. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trying not to, trying not to get heat stroke and die. <laughs> that's a good goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's where I've been. That's my head. It's like it, <laughs> I, I get it. I this morning I had to go put some more garbage out before they came to collect it, and I went out of the house at six fifteen in the morning, and it was already in the eighties and humid as hell. And it's like, oh Lord, save me! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So how can people uh, keep up with us? Well. You can catch a new episode of The Leftscape every other Wednesday. Subscribe to the show on our website, leftscape.com, or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you sign up for automatic downloads so you will never miss a show. That's right. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Leftscape. And I think we've got more social media on the way soon. So we're working on other outlets <laughs> to find us. And you can also check out our show notes on the website, which features links to uh, for you to follow. So we can, you know, check out our show guests and get more info on the topics we discuss. And while you're on the site, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, The Leftscape Lookout. And as always, you know this, your downloads, likes, follows, and subscriptions really help us grow. And we love your reviews. So if you want to go one step beyond, give us a five-star review wherever you listen. Thank you. Yeah. And we also have a Patreon. And on Patreon, supporters can listen to our latest exclusive segment, which we call We Should Be Recording This. And for July, we are going to talk about people who have decided to leave the United States because of the current politics. Yeah, big topic. <laughs> yeah. And we also are using Squadcast, the Squadcast web app for recording our podcasts. And recently they've added a new backstage feature, which allows people to be in the room while we're recording our podcast, but they're not being on a they're not being on camera or and they don't have access to a microphone. And especially since we, you know, our Patreon levels are sort of performance-based. You know, you can get a backstage pass or you can get a hotel room key or be <laughs> invited <laughs> to the after party or whatever. Those are our, our levels. Uh, very so we clever musician uh, yes. levels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I thought it would be kind of a cool idea to actually, you know, allow patrons to actually come backstage and, and observe us as we create this thing you're listening to. Um <laughs> So we're going to figure out how we're going to work that into our Patreon level. So stay tuned on that. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I think we've got some three random facts. Oh, yes. Gravitational lensing is a phenomenon in which a very massive object's gravity warps space into a shape analogous to an optical lens, resulting in light from whatever's behind the lens being distorted and magnified in brightness. That means there's something really heavy between whatever you're looking at and you. And, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing this has to do with the new telescopes pictures that are flooding the internet now. Yeah. And they're, they're, you know, trying to assess like the, well, they're looking at like really, really old images that are just right. reaching us, you know, 
many, many, many gazillion light years away. Like three billion light years away or something. <laughs> exactly. And so the gravitational lensing uh, is a tool that they're using to adjust for maybe how far something is, how long ago it was, and what's the, well, you know, also what invisible thing, big thing is in between. I exactly. mean, that's what the, you see those little, their pictures and the galaxies look like they're like curved in a weird way. Mm -hmm. And that's what the gravitational lensing is. That term is something I'm very familiar with just because I'm a space geek. So right. Yeah. I, I want to I learn more, much more about what they're seeing because I've, I've I've been seeing articles and images in passing, but I haven't really fully yeah. uh, gotten into it. So maybe yeah. maybe you might get to a geekscape about oh, it maybe. at some point. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd actually have to research. So I don't know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like work. I don't know. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Now, my fact of this show is the wild mustard, or it's. Scientific name Brassica oleracea, which I've probably mispronounced, is the parent species of vegetables, including broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, kohlrabi, and Brussels sprouts. It's all of those things came from the same ancestor plant. The, uh, and the cool. plant has been selectively bred over hundreds of years to create these varieties. And it's like, for example, you get kale by selecting for leaves. And you get broccoli for by selecting for flower bunches. And Brussels sprouts has to do with lateral, you know, selecting for lateral stems mm, or something mm -hmm. like that. So, so yeah, our human ancestors were selectively breeding these things to make all these delicious vegetables that your child won't eat. So. <laughs> and they're all my favorites. That sounds great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and in 1884, the phrenology of presidential candidates James G. Blaine and Grover Cleveland was under consideration as uh, <laughs> evidence of their fitness for president. <laughs> and there's an article, there was a piece of the New York Extra where you can see the conversation going on, but they're also referencing other publications that had talked about it before. So it's kind of Kind of fascinating. <laughs> I I wondered, you know, I really now now I really kind of wish they'd still do that. Oh no, <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I would. I want to hear. I want to hear a phrenologist tell me why Donald Trump is not qualified. <laughs> That's really the reason I want to hear. That. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's. Science passed, but it would be fascinating for sure. <laughs> all right. I think it's time for all the news we can handle. Yes. Yeah, so the January 6th committee had their big, uh, what's been called their season finale <laughs> last week. And I, I believe they're going to have more. They're taking like a month off and they're going to be back in September with more hearings um, yeah, well, based on more information. Congress is, is on recess for August. Right, so right. I guess that's everybody's going home to campaign or whatever. But as the gentleman from Mississippi who's who's running, who's the, the, the chairman, he was saying that even though Congress is in recess, they're still working through the month. So, you know, I'm... I'm impressed with that for them, and I'm I'm pleased that they're still doing stuff. Yes, 
Benny Thompson. Benny Thompson. Yes. yes. Sorry. I, you know, um, at least I remembered where he was from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm terrible with names. I am. Yes. Um, so uh, Benny, Tom- Benny Thompson is, uh, he actually had COVID yeah. for the last hearing. So he was like on video delivering some, his information. So hoping he's well. And actually your president has COVID. Who has, a lot of people, just, yeah, just it's, everywhere, it's, really. Yes, many yeah. people are having, getting, well, the cases are, are back up again. Yeah. That's, I guess that's kind of news. It's, but it's, it seems it's news, to be, but it's, it's news because people are, are not behaving as if that's true at all. Yeah. And it's a little bit disturbing. Well, that's why me, everybody's but, getting it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause and effect. Right. Well, I'm, I'm also, you know, saying, should I, should I wait to get my boost, my second booster until they have like new vaccines for the new variant or, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what to do here. So, and it's like, I keep trying to ask people and they're not giving me any answers. Hmm. So anyway, I do want to say that I would like to do some kind of watch party for the next January 6th hearing, like maybe on discord, we'll chat. I know we were texting each other during the last one, but I, I want to do this with more people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Our little snarky comments back and forth were amusing, but it would be more amusing yeah. with more people. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's yeah, also, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, I had it on and my husband came in the room, rolled his eyes and went upstairs to not watch it. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. Right. But I, I guess really just to encapsulate, and I'm sure everybody who's listening to us is, been either watching it or aware of it, but they really just honed in on January 6th and the day after and all the things that Trump was not doing, essentially, and some of the things he was doing, which is, you know, yeah, reaching out to people, really, really still trying his last ditch effort, it seemed, and not acting in any way to uh, mitigate the violence that was happening, which was pretty, I mean, it wasn't shocking because like we all know it you know yeah i mean well it but was the first the details time details were good first time i heard the term dereliction of duty thrown around mm. you know that was the first time for that and then and then the the whole another bombshell about <laughs> <laughs> i know you're i know it's like the newspapers like are overusing that word a lot now um, i've been joking about it like if you should take a shot every time you hear bombshell and i would have had <laughs> two shots before 10 a.m on saturday if i had done that <laughs> but anyway but you know the secret service deleting all their text messages is you know that is very upsetting and telling and 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 as what was it heather cox richardson said something about well maybe the secret service decided it was better to take the penalty for deleting the text than the fallout of actually having those texts out into the public so Mm. who knows and maybe i mean i would like for the country to actually know what actually went on with all of that but i'm not holding my breath that any of that will ever come out but Anyway, we will have more on on January 6th committee stuff as it unfolds. We definitely will. And they're planning to speak with more people from the cabinet. And it looks like they're going to subpoena Ginny Thomas, supposedly. Yeah, they so sh- I hope so. They certainly should. So we'll see yeah. what happens with that. In, in other things, uh, single-use plastics will be banned in Canada starting in December of this year. 
the ban will apply to checkout bags, ring carriers for cans and bottles, stir sticks, utensils, takeout containers, and straws. The government will permit exceptions to the straw ban for those requiring them for medical or accessibility reasons. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting for their banning the single-use plastics on a nationwide basis. Yeah, that's huge. It's, uh, you know, I've been getting used to not having the plastic bags in our stores and everything. And it's, it's actually, it's a thing that should have happened long ago. And it's, in my opinion, and it's, it's, you know, I have to, there were a little, a little while where I had to keep remembering, oh, should I need to get my bags out of the car? But now <laughs> it's getting more and more, you know, just part of my routine. Cause I used to hate all the time that I would like forget when I was, I, w- I would mean to bring them and I would forget and I'd, well, fuck it. I'm in the store now and I would get more bags. Now I don't have that option. And I'm actually, ha- I'm glad <laughs> because then I can really remember to, to be better. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I, constantly forget to bring the bags in the store so what i'm i'm doing now and especially at costco is i just put everything back in the cart go haul the cart out to the car and put the the bags are at in my car oh okay you know so i just load the bags up (laughs) in my in my car you know sitting in there with the car open and and (laughs) load it up in the parking lot and don't do it at the at the checkout counter now that's kind of my habit at this point because I'm, I never remember to bring the bags in the store with me. <laughs> well, that that works. Oh, yeah. Man. So we should talk about monkeypox. Okay. <laughs> not, not that I want to have another disease to worry about. <laughs> we have one. You know, it's it's there. It was declared a health uh, emergency. This, yeah, the WHO declared that recently. Yeah, this over the weekend, I think. So it's a real thing, and it's basically. I think there's been some confusion over, or it's been talked about in drips and drabs in some ways, but it's related to smallpox. It's less virulent than smallpox. You know, it will generally cause rash and blistering kind of stuff, and sometimes accompanied at least by by like flu-like symptoms. And it is transmitted by close physical contact. And in general, so far, it's been mostly gay and bisexual men who have Mm. been acquiring it and which is another one of the reasons why they think it's not been talked about as much because it's like oh it's that gay thing you know but it's you know so it's weird because there's it is most of the time it has been transmitted during sex but it seems like it's not just a strictly sexually transmitted disease it's It's because you're close during the sex and and it's getting on you so skin to get, so you could get like, it at a cuddle party, you could get it at a, yeah, or know. kissing or, or right, yeah, exactly, and, like prolonged close face to face contact is what they're saying, you know, and and often skin to skin as well. So, but so basically, if you think you might be sick, maybe don't do those things for the time being, and I think that would be helpful. And just to, you know, I, and it's also good to just take a self assessment, like how do I. Do I feel okay? Am I well? Do I feel well? You know, I I try to do that, especially, you know, even with COVID, just trying to pay attention. Like, am mm-hmm. I, oh, do I feel good? Am I good? Should I test myself? You know, whatever. There are two vaccines for monkeypox out there. I don't know how available they are in all different places, but they're trying to make them available in places where there are a lot of cases popping up. I think in New York, there's maybe mm. nine, there's, is it for California or New York? Both of them have quite a few. New Jersey so far mm-hmm. has like, I think there might be 40 cases or something in New Jersey right now. Well, they should um, be able to make a 
pretty good vaccine with that if it's similar to smallpox because we have that vaccine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's how they discovered vaccines. Right. In the first place. It's because the milkmaids who would get cowpox did not get smallpox. Okay. That makes so, sense. I think I might so they were, heard yeah, that. They were, so they made a vaccine from cowpox in the 1790s or 80s. And this this also had a political cartoon that I that I saw in probably my biology class um, from the era when they were first coming out with the vaccine, and it was and it, it stuck with me that image. It's like you know these people had like these little cow heads like sticking out of their arm. You know, oh. it was, I think it was like an anti-vax cartoon. I, I don't know. Oh boy, <laughs> from, from the 1700s. So uh, ideas um, die hard, right? <laughs> You know, be aware of your health. If you're in the high risk category, to be extra careful. And if you could get a vaccine, if you feel like that's relevant, that, that would be really good. So just letting people know. Yeah. Well, actually, here's some, some even good better news, I would say. Yeah. Yes. Beavers were hunted to extinction in the UK 400 years ago, which I didn't know. I didn't know any of this, but <laughs> have reappeared from Ill from illegal releases around the country. They have been given legal protection as native wildlife now, so it is now illegal to kill or harm them. I, I didn't know that they were hunted to extinction either, but that kind of makes sense. I mean, they started making hats out of them and, and coats. Yeah. Many, you know, I guess that's one of the reasons I think why the fur trade was so popular or was huge in the in early America. I mean, that's why one of the reasons why people were coming here was because there were all of the fur animals, you know, because the beaver pelts are waterproof. So they make good coats and they make hats. And mm -hmm. anyway, I'm very glad that that a that beavers are back in England and and that they are not allowed to hurt them anymore. So very I good. think I think that's all the news we're handling today. Are you ready to expand your education? Are you sure of your calling but just keep getting slowed down by life's minor inconveniences? Are you excited to take your privilege beyond those useless, acceptable limits? Sounds like you're ready for the Karen Academy. Start out in a virtual classroom, then take it to the streets. At the Karen Academy, choose from beginner courses like Demand to Speak to the Manager, Send Back the Entree, Line Cutting, and Hairstyling 101. Then, take our advanced courses to become the expert Karen you already know you are. Choose from Upgrade Me to First Class Now, Advanced Department Store Tantrums, How to Stop a Person of Color from Working, Driving, Jogging, Barbecuing, or Birdwatching, or Specialize in I Don't Need a Mask, This is Tyranny! Enroll in the Karen Academy at karenacademy.edu, where your wish is everyone's command. Karen Academy, no relation to any nice Karens you may know. So welcome to Why Is This Awesome, our segment on talking about things that we think is awesome. <laughs> I'm so good defining, the, defining the term with the term. Yeah, I know. <laughs> today, today we're going to talk about why your local library is awesome. So <laughs> I have 
been spending a lot more time at my local library, my sl sadly slightly underfunded local library. But it, it's it's not only because I mean I used to do the library I used to go to the library for various things before and then I stopped for a very long time and then it was shut down for a year for the pandemic and then it was open only for people to like pick up things they couldn't hang out there they like took all the chairs out and stuff because they didn't want people there during in, in last year but this year they reopened and my daughter works there now. And that's also helped me to discover way more services that they offer that beyond the stuff that I knew that they had, you know. You I'm know, glad you're you had that because I was going to ask you because it's yeah, something yeah, that yeah. I feel like I should know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, okay. The, the library is free. It is one of, I think, the only place, the only public place where you can go and not have to pay to stay there. You know, like if you're at a coffee shop or, you know, some other place you, you need, if you're in the municipal building, you need a reason that you're there, you're going there to see the clerk or to have something done or get a permit or whatever. And you can't just like ha sit there and hang out. And the library is open to the public. It is free and you're allowed to stay there, you know, unless there's like a public health reason why you can't. They have internet access there. They have computers there that you can use. They have subscriptions to um, a whole lot of marketing databases that cost hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for an individual company to get access to. You know, and when you're, you know, if you're, if you're working on a business or something, you can, uh, you know, they have like these demographic lists and all of these kind of mailing list generating things that you can uh, use, you can access for, you know, for free just because the library has access to it. And they, many libraries, and, it, and this is going to be an individual thing, my library and probably other libraries in the state uh, are subscribed to an app called Hoopla. And that is primarily i mean i started using it because they had comics and graphic novels and i caught up like on all my superman and and other i could get really it helps me it helps me feed my geekdom uh without me having to spend lots of money because it's you know it's library access so it's free you check out a comic book you get it di digitally delivered to your device you can read it and then return it they have ebooks and they have audiobooks on top of that and I'm currently, for example, working my way through the Terry Pratchett Discworld uh, 42 novels because I discovered they have all of them there on Hoopla. And so that's nice. You can also, you know, you go into the library, you can check out a physical book at any time and, and you know, read a book for free. And it helps authors. It, it's not like it's not like you're downloading an ebook illegally off of a pirate site. So at least, you know, the libraries pay the authors, they buy the books. So the authors get paid authors love libraries. So, you know, if you can't afford to go be buying books all the time, go check them out of the library. And if they don't have your physical copy there, because it's a popular book, and it's out, see if they have an ebook you can borrow, because you can do that too. The reference librarians are fantastic resources. You know, they help people with, you know, 
helping that they they do things above and beyond their their job description you know my daughter was telling me there was a, a an older gentleman in there who had never used a computer and he's trying to apply for jobs and he was having trouble and they sat with him and helped him navigate the job website and and all of this stuff you know it is a it is a resource that is paid for through our property taxes and and uh, probably our our income taxes too at the state level because the state gives them money and the, each municipality has it in their budget and it's something you know take advantage of it. It's also you know air conditioned, so yeah. <laughs> so and that you know, can really be vital for people yeah. too. So that yeah. that's actually a good thing. So I like this topic and one of the things that I it brought to mind for me was. Uh, an article I read years ago that were like reminders for Gen X, like things, <laughs> ways to save money, basically, you know? Yeah. And one of them was go to the library. You don't have <laughs> to buy everything all the time. And that is so true. It's, it's something that for me, my automatic response is like, oh, I, oh, I need to buy that book. Right. Oh, that, sound, that looks cool. I need to buy that. And it's like, well, there are other ways to get access to information. Right. And it's something that just, it, it, takes a minute for me to remember that still so it's, that's actually good another one was like you know like make your own damn coffee and at home and things <laughs> like that <laughs> some very practical things you know but but that was one that really stuck out to me it's like oh yeah library i have not been to the library in ages and that's a really that's a good it's a resource it's right there you know yeah it is i the our local to me library just recently moved to a bigger space and it's really nice in there and i got my library card and I haven't been back but I really want to and one of the things that I want to do is just have a change of scenery mm. because I find that working from home it's like I really have to like invent places to go and things to do to get exercise it's not like in the course of my day to like walk to some to places and I could do, I could do that I could actually make that my away office a couple yeah. days a week or something just bring my computer and have a reason to be out and about which feels good and I also want to say librarians, I think, tend to be progressive and are really cha often champions of all the books that people are trying to ban. You, yeah, you would like to think so. At least well, there, not there's always. A, there's but, at least one. Be, well, I okay, there because I I'm getting all of the inside scoop on library shenanigans sure. now because I have uh, a rel you know my daughter's working there. And apparently there is one person at our library who is not progressive. I, and I, I shouldn't go into details. They, there's, yeah. So they, they like, for example, they found a bunch of children's books that she didn't approve of, like hidden behind some other books. Oh boy. <laughs> so, but they're dealing with that. They know, they know now where her hiding spot is. So they look there and get the books back out on the shelves now. Okay. So, <laughs> so, you know, there, it, 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 there's the, the little culture wars going on inside the library as well as outside the library because people sure. are people. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I agree. And, yeah. and I think that the general trend, as you, it sounds like that person is not in the majority of that. No place so yeah so <laughs> so hopefully you know when, when people are needing to look for information and that and they can't find it at home or anyone to talk to they were more likely to run into someone who will help them at a library so, <laughs> so yes. that's good that's yes cool. and i want to also say that 
that at least our library, which I'm assuming if it's at our library, it's at all the libraries. They have uh, DVDs and Blu-rays for rental. I think not, not Blu-rays necessarily, but they have movies for rent on DVD and they have music for checking out. I think the DVDs you have to, the movies you have to pay a nominal fee is like a dollar or two. Uh, which is always, it's way, it's cheaper than, you know, renting it off of Amazon for 24 hours. And it's cheaper than, you know, when, when people used to rent videos, right. <laughs> you know, 40 years ago. So Back, what like, format is the music then? Uh, CDs. CDs? Yeah. Okay. They have, they have a big CD collection of okay. a lot of music. Yeah. I still, I, well, in my car, I mostly will listen to a CD, so I still oh, I, I still have that capability. I actually haven't checked out a music CD in like ten years, so it's it's much more likely that I'm just going to download it from like you know a music store and get yeah. it digitally. So yeah, I do a lot of streaming, and if it's someone I really want to support, I, I'll download it. That's mostly how I yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other conversation. Yes. I, I, I I did the research to find out which streaming platform pays the most for mm. for royalties, and I try to listen to those. I try to to use that one to listen, so I know that the the artist is getting their maximum payout. Right, right. You know, so it's like two cents a, instead of a quarter of a cent or something. So that sounds like useful information for another. And no, it will be. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that, that on good. another podcast, <laughs> another episode. <laughs> So anyway, thanks for a reminder. I'll go to my library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one more thing is our library. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they had at one point, they were, they were a free distribution point for COVID tests, like the, the take home piece, the, the take home tests. Mm -hmm. They were handing them out, I guess, until they ran out. And I don't know if they got more or if they still have it. And what else? Oh, they do. And they have other programs. You know, my library has a bi-weekly crochet club and there's a game night they're running and, and a coloring, an adult coloring thing that I'm going to next month. I'll let oh, you know how that fun. goes. You know, there's a, there's a lot of programs that they're doing and, you know, there's not a lot of people who bother to go, you know, I'm trying to support, you know, the more people that use these facilities, the more funding they will get and they will be able to expand and do more things. So go to your library and, you know, be nice to your librarian and, uh, <laughs> you know, take your kids. Right. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it doesn't cost anything, which is like almost unheard of in this day and age. So. Right, right. I am very happy to be here today with Danny Vargas, who is a local Rahway resident, former neighbor of me, and um, <laughs> he's uh, an artist and musician, and I discovered recently that he is also a member of the local Democratic Party here in Rahway. So welcome, Dan. Thank you Danny. for having and, me. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show. Um, of course. Okay. So in your interview questionnaire that we send out to everybody you say you want to talk about infrastructure and that kind of threw me for a minute because okay l let me hear what you want to say about infrastructure it's not even so much that i want to talk about like infrastructure like <laughs> nitty-gritty it's more that when like ever politics come up i think um 
people get really focused on like the kind of like the gl- <laughs> the glitz and glamour of politics sort of and ultimately when i think of politics i just immediately go to like infrastructure i think the most important thing in politics is like making sure that people in your community and your municipality or whatever are able to functionally like live and support themselves and literally like walk to work or make it to a train station or like the lights are on. <laughs> so that, that's what I mean by infrastructure. It's not oh, so okay. much. I'm not so much talking about like, how do you make concrete? What's the perfect mix? Um, it's more, uh, I think that uh, infrastructure is always getting pushed under the rug and it's super important. Like a pothole can destroy someone's life and like <laughs> it, it really can. And it's like such a, it's an understated thing. So that's kind of like the biggest thing is that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When did you decide that joining the Democratic Party would be something that you would want to do? And and how did you get, how did you join? Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, it's a great question. I so the the chairman of the Democratic Committee in Rahway, his name is Kevin O'Brien, and um, great guy. And I, for some, when I was living across the street from you, I uh, <laughs> the the person living there, uh, Miss Grainer, uh, she knew Kevin O'Brien just from like the town, and um, he need his. This is a long story. I'm sorry, but we're on a podcast. That's okay. Um, he his house <laughs> his house flooded. And so me and uh, my friend Dominic went, were hired as 18 year olds to go change every, like, you know, like move 3,000 national geographics. And that time, <laughs> and that time I met Kevin. Okay. And it was the Obama years. And I'm, I've always been like, yeah, you know, I'm a Democrat, liberal, whatever. I've like since decided that labels of that nature are just, they don't help really anything. I'd be considered more left than, you know, I think. You know, democratic liberals in this country are probably closer to centrists than other countries. But that's oh yes, a, yes, yeah. yes, that's okay, something that we talk about quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, are are you left because you're whatever? Um, so you know, years go by, and I've just like known Kevin, and I run the you know, I run the trivia game. I run a trivia game downtown in my in Rahway, and um, the friends of the library people of the town have hired me to like do their fundraisers or you know what have you and i've done the democratic committee's fundraisers for rawe like you know uh just like going in there asking political questions yada yada i've since then done like summit in berkeley heights and other places but um in doing so you that do, like political trivia nights yeah it's, to it's, as part of fundraisers well i don't even think it's so much fundraisers it's more just like they need events and like how many karaoke's oh. can you like bear with um so and you know i do it it's like you know a little side business i have but so more importantly that's kind of how i I met kevin and um you know i've talked to him in the past and like you know just like mentioned my ideas about raleigh and like how i like it and you know the things i enjoy seeing in the town and then kevin was going down the list and it it made it seem like almost uh he was just like going through any list but he was going down the list of (laughs) of um registered democrats in raleigh and there was an open chair in my district so i live in beautiful downtown raleigh i know that doesn't help anyone but you know where i live yeah i live in four two that's my district and there was an open chair and he asked me if i'd like to take the seat uh from years of knowing me and understanding that i care about democracy okay so here let me let me interject here for just a second yeah so in other words the party has representation somehow in each district and that's 
Yeah, it's um. So there's like two chairs for each district, and um, I'm bad with the people who run the districts because I don't do my homework. But um, they, <laughs> I don't. But uh, no, they uh, they ask. Uh, there's like two chairs for each party, and like you get um. You, you basically like have someone in the, the Democratic committee come in, say like, hey, I vouch for this person. And then like people vote you in or not. And oh. enough people in town were like, you know, enough people on the committee were like, hey, I understand you. And like, or I know who you are and we'll like make it happen. And it seems weird that it's not like a people voting thing, but like the committee doesn't necessarily have so much power. It's more just like. When decisions are being made, these are like people who like can support you in things like with anything else. It's okay. like, hey, yeah, it's less so like it's, uh, it's some sort of group that's just sort of amorphous in town and they can choose like to bring somebody new in. It's like amongst the, the committee people. Sure. Yeah, it's amongst the committee. Um, and I mean, <laughs> it's a vote. So if anybody in the committee was like, no, Danny sucks, like they just like, no. <laughs> right. But, I, well, I yeah. get that. I get that. But it's yeah. just within the Democratic committee. Yeah, but you can. Not like a public question, not sure. about everybody who's like, a, yeah, like and, in the party. Yeah, it's not a public thing. And that was the, the first thing that was weird. But to be fair, when they asked me, I didn't even, I didn't, I had these questions too. Like, why me? <laughs> how, how me? Like those like sta- <laughs> standard uh, questions. How, why, what, when? And um, when in the answering, I realized, oh, this isn't so much like, like the committee's not, like, I, I don't see it as like, you know, a force that's like, you know, we're going to change laws tomorrow. It's more like, okay, when, when somebody wants to make something change in the town for the town, this committee can help you do that. Or it can like, you know, like be, you, it's more like just a connection making like process, which if you're, you know, like Jaco- Jac- uh, Jacoby's obviously in the committee because he's a Democrat, but um, it was interesting to see the process. And mm. getting closer. And the only reason I said yes, too, because I'm uh, naturally um, just, like, bad with authority in general. And, that, <laughs> and that's, like, you know, a, a vein that I see way more often in people, more than not, is just, like, being, like, questioning, like, hey, why? Why are you doing that? Um, but getting closer to it is always the easiest way to answer stuff. It's, you know, if you have questions, get close. So I decided, like... I have no true reason to say no to this. And they were going to ask somebody else if I said no anyways. Like, they would just Mm -hmm. go down the list of registered Democrats and eventually get to someone who says yes. (laughs) So I said yes, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. It's been – Yeah, I mean – Yeah. Because you now – you are now sort of privy to – like how the sausage is made and you know it's a terrible metaphor no 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 no. (laughs) wendy you're that's i'm so happy you're saying that i was in the shower today and i was talking i was thinking about like this interview and i was thinking about like why would i do this why would i join (laughs) politics and i i went down that rabbit of hole of like see how the sausage is made i've made that analogy in my head like if if you think something's and not that i'm saying like this specific level of democrats or like politics is gross it's it's all over. It's we we had four years of a very strange presidency, and this one's not like <laughs> this one's not like wiping off everything from the last one. So I can understand just being like weird about politics and 
but ignoring them isn't ever the answer. Ignoring politics. Oh, no. Yeah, and we'll know there's it's a sentiment in my demographic, it's a sentiment in my age, it's a sentiment in my sex, it's a sentiment in a bunch of the creeds that I believe in, just people going like, nah man, it's somebody else's problem. And I'm like, it's our problem. It's literally our problem. So Yeah. We, yeah. And and I I am very happy to see that any level of activism is present in people of your age. You're you're a little slightly older than my daughter, not yeah. by much. Um, yeah. You're on the other side of the thirty year. Yeah, uh, I made it just you know barely. <laughs> just, just barely, but oh my god, just barely. But it hits. I like went to a sh- <laughs> I went to a show yesterday, and like like we coming back from Brooklyn, we're like, oh, should we go out? I'm like, no. Let me get a chocolate. <laughs> no, I'm getting the chocolate croissant. <laughs> And I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I was very happy. Wait till to- you're st- wait till you hit the next thirty years. It's like nine o'clock. What you th- I'm not going. Yeah. I keep. I turn to my husband every evening, especially yeah. on the weekends, and it's ten p.m. And I go, <laughs> you know, you would be just setting up your band right now, and yeah. we're like heading to bed. So I completely get it. So- <laughs> and and you know what? I thought I'd be saying it with more disdain, but it's coming with great. It's coming with grace. I like slept. I feel great. I'm happy. <laughs> okay. So can you tell me a little bit about how the sausage is made? I mean, you guys, does the Democratic Committee actually pick the candidates that run? It's it's that's kind of the feeling I get. Yeah, and so you know, with like with any sausage factory, if we're going to continue with this analogy, <laughs> um, I got as close as I could get. You know, like we have meetings, but they're pretty like sparse. There's like a young Democrat event coming up uh, currently. I think the 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 biggest thing was like the reelection, and that came and passed. But yeah, no, it's for the most part, it's really just like from what I'm seeing, the sausage is made by people who are generally like from the town and like do truly want what's best for Rahway. There's obviously like people that in you know that like you disagree with or you agree with more and for the most part no like I really um I, I don't know too much about like the inner inner workings of the political system. The, the committee seems more just like you know like focused on like how can we you know better the town through like you know general like fundraising uh, activism. They're the ones who like help run the, um, like the, like the cleanups and stuff. Like they'll like talk about it. I I don't, I'm not necessarily sure if they're the ones like starting the cleanups or anything, but they, they, they do their part for like, you know, like the general town and we're always small too. So it's not like a big committee of like, how do we handle this giant municipality? It's like, no, it's, it's pretty basic stuff. Okay. And you, you don't really interact with like the state level party or is so that- i remember when um like before the re-election there was a lot of uh like you know like senators were coming in and uh um, you mean like the primary you're talking about yeah, or is yeah. this last november is this yeah, the primary oh, oh yeah no i was talking about the uh the primary in june for yeah. the city um yeah yeah no the, like they talked to the you know they talked to the state because like ultimately how the city functions on its own is a big precedent on how the state will choose to give you money or not Right. Um, you know, it's just to bring it back to like kind of bands. I remember like like talking to a la- like if you want to talk to a label, you have to do all the work of a label 
before a label will care. And it's like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, it's weird, but it's like, it's just like, that seems so counterintuitive. But it's the same thing in like any kind of industry. It's like, you have to prove it for yourself and then everyone else will care. So make it like something as small as like, hey, there's a, sh- there's a show in Rahway or like, hey, like there's an active community of like artists or, you know, people who aren't crazy bigots trying to make (laughs) you know like i don't know it's it's a lot of um just like proving over and over again that you're this like trying to be this progressive town and then like eventually eventually the state will be like oh so we're basically each town or each little committee in a town will say all right we want to try this experiment with whatever like the arts and then if it's successful it's 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 a uh, okay. I'm get I'm understanding this now because I know on for example on a federal level, like a lot of states, like for example, let's talk abortion for five minutes yeah, because please. I can't go through the day without talking about abortion I no, <laughs> anymore. I, yeah. No, I got you. Um, back in the seventies, <clears throat> New York was the first state to legalize abortion, and. Um, and, and, and you could take it even with marijuana, like was it Washington State and California and Colorado were the first few states to legalize marijuana. And all of the other states are looking at that and they say, oh, well, let's try what they did. Yeah. And so you're doing this, but on a municipal level. Yeah, sort of. And even like that's those both of those are great examples because look how long like, you know, I think Colorado had 10 years of like recreational. Right. Yeah. And even then you're like twisting people's arm in New Jersey to make it happen. <laughs> and but to be fair too, like the, I remember the opposition for, you know, marijuana. And I'm only saying it because I don't know enough abortion law and I'm not going to just sit right. here. Right. It's okay. But, it's yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, talk, marijuana is a more fun topic. Yeah, yeah, it's more. It's, it's not even. It's not even so much that. It's just that marijuana. I can kind of understand why someone would be against it, but like the abortion one is just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the abortion one is just like a clear like, oh no, this is just like insanity power, like going yeah, it's insanity power route. Or marijuana, so it's talk, like let's talk about marijuana. Yeah, I can understand someone okay. being like, well, marijuana is bad because I have anxiety. It's like mm, you have anxiety, just. Like marijuana. Well, I, I, <laughs> I heard I mean, for me, for when I was studying this, the objections yeah. that people were having were okay, you have this whole segment of the population that's incarcerated for these yes, marijuana crimes. Exactly. I was and yeah. and you know, and it's other population that have been dealing with it illegally. Yeah. And we don't want you know, and and it, it's basically I think it was basically the people of color community saying, you know, we want to get our slice of this pie. Yeah. And I completely agreed with that because I, yeah, when I listen you see, to, you see these big corporations owned by white folks coming in and, and setting up all of this shit and taking the taking it over. And, you know, that's not right. No, it isn't. And, like, I remember that was um, when I was looking into the people who were opposing in New Jersey. It wasn't just, like, my, you know, imagination of, like, you know, some, like, stuck-up person being like, no, no weed. But it was, like, a lot of people who were just like, no, no weed until, like, this is sorted out. Because to have one and not the other is just, like, like, like some lady can have her bakery, but, like, you know, some dude's in jail for the next some dude's in jail for his life for having like a brownie and 
<laughs> and it's 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 really disgusting. Like it sounds like egregious to say like oh no like something so small, but they will get you on something so small if they choose to, and it's yes. a disgusting thing. So I understand like someone being not cool with it until it's cool for everyone. Yeah, but yeah, those I'm- steps of making it cool for everyone can sometimes happen with you know it becoming looser in yes. all terms of it. Yes, yeah. and I'm waiting. I'm you know hopefully it'll. They'll get it at the federal level at some point. And yeah, that'd then- be amazing. It's, it's that's another one where it's just like, is it really like that insane? Like, it, like I, I don't know. Like, I, I, we're also like on on a podcast called Leftscape. I feel like I'm preaching to the <laughs> choir about a lot of stuff. It's like, oh yeah, well, that yeah. too. Like the alcohol lobby can do whatever it wants, and like lobbyists will just like pay for this and that's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's what's been going on. <laughs> Correct. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of lobbying, or is there? Is there a lot of lobbying going on at the city level? At the, on the, at the city level? level, I don't know. I don't know about lobbying on the city level. I can't imagine there isn't, but like that's what I'm saying about not knowing so much. I'm it's, guessing. I'm guessing the lobbying is more with developers getting yeah. permission to build more high-rise, yeah. uh, unaffordable housing. Also, also, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> also, like, not to like, you know, boast my little credentials, but I am the youngest person on the committee. So, like, if there's something going on, they're not, they're not emailing me about it. <laughs> they're not, they're not cc'ing me. Like, uh, I, I'm, it's, you know, and that'll change too. Like, you know, you join these kinds of things so that you can make connections and understand the inner workings of stuff. And there's a lot of good people on it too. Like, I, I love, like, there's a, I can't remember his name. But his name's Rick. And he's a sociology uh, professor, and he's a really yes. smart guy. And he's like, yeah, I, I think Rick something. I know who he is. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. On. He's the no, best. No, I met him. I met him on on primary election day. Yeah, he's really great. Because and like, I interviewed. Yeah. The Probus Committee. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I became infamous in town. No, I know it's you know, and you know, I remember like those kinds of politics are. It's tough because you want to be fair to everyone, but ultimately when you're when you say you're going to support someone it has to be kind of like um non-wavering that's something oh, I, yeah. I, I kind of learned the hard way but um I, I no, understand I yeah I you have it. to and just like if you but, sit with you sit with your cards that you're dealt because you know you decided I mean, to I, I could you choose on that yeah yeah and and I I was disappointed that of course that the candidate the challenger did not win the primary however yeah. things happened in the city that had not been happening yeah. for years so it lit a fire <laughs> under city hall yeah and that no was for sure definitely worthwhile no for sure so. and um i like those kinds of changes that happen just because of opposition that's why i was so like you know ultimately relieved that there was someone like you know obviously like you know i'm on the jacoby side so like of course i wanted him to win but like opposition is like how you get like thomas and like edison and tesla deciding <laughs> and there we go there's the there's the fire department folks yep yep actually downtown this isn't like some weird uh, sound stage <laughs> no i know no, I, yeah. well you're you my daughter was living in that apartment right? yeah i know you like, are? okay so yeah, i know where I literally, you, you know exactly where i am yeah <laughs> um yeah shout so out ariel few, shout out main the, street yeah one of the few affordable places oh my city. gosh to this day i we do not you know what I, it's like one of those like um those catch 22s where it's like oh yeah like it's really cheap but our landlord does nothing but then it's like our landlord does nothing though that's kind of like that's like og new york stuff it's like it's like no we could like we could like build a carnival on the roof and you'd be like what's going on it's like nothing he's like okay whatever <laughs> just clean up i guess i'm like cool 
<laughs> but yeah, no, it's very it's it's cheap for its reasons. Yes, uh, I as you can tell by like that. the sweat on me. There's no central. Well, there's I got no, a radiator. It, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me also just bring up because I went to you guys uh, the mayor's music series. Yeah, I mean they used to do in the past. They used to do this concert on like Thursday nights downtown. Like they block off the yeah. I think they, they still have, do. Yeah. Well, they had and they have like the smaller national acts. You could see somebody who was famous thirty years ago coming around <laughs> doing, doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and well, I that's. You know, I've seen some I've seen some acts that I really enjoyed there, but they're also now giving opportunities for smaller and more local acts to have, you know, actual paid gigs. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was. And that is for me as someone who has played for free more times than I ever want to think about. Yep. Um, and I wanted to ask you, do you, is that something that you put in place or is that something so that I've, it's not, no, I, I, I'm, I definitely didn't put it in place, but, um, so the person like the, um, the ladder that I'm seeing right now is that, uh, Jacoby was, uh, like gave more access to funds for these arts through, uh, his name is Nick, uh, Nick, okay. uh, Nick Rosal. He owns the, um, the, uh, the jewelry. Oh. Yes. The, the Atelier. I can't pronounce yes, stuff. Yes. Um, Atelier Rosal. Atelier yes. Rosal. Yeah. Great guy. Yes. Love him. House oh, cat yes. Nick. He's awesome. And <laughs> he's the one who like, you know, like really put up like a, a foot down and just like took control and like, like, like took like of the wheel and like really just started like helping out with that and just started booking more and more bands. And we were just getting booked and that's been happening for years and he's been helping out with that. But something happened this year. And like I said, like, wish I knew what, but like, I'd have to start <laughs> digging and asking questions and everyone loves that. I'm guessing, yeah. I'm guessing it's having a challenger in the primary. I that's, think so. Honestly, or, yeah. I think that's what did it. But that's the thing. There's, there's no reason like, you know, you, you can have the challenger and still not pay me like like that's you know what i mean like that's like behind closed doors that like my True. band your daughter's band like we're getting we got paid like that that i am th- so happy for it was that. insane that like I, and I, I i'm so glad that i'm talking to you about it because like anybody else would just be like <laughs> yeah you got paid you're a professional musician it's like yeah i know but like getting paid obviously is like, if whoever <laughs> says that to you has never been a musician or a yeah. waiter probably like whoever <laughs> says that to me doesn't understand how like the world works it's you do a lot of free garbage and you do it because ultimately you love doing it and if you want if you got in it for the money newsflash kid uh, <laughs> it ain't happening no <laughs> and but that's the thing it can happen so we got money and like it was like really nice to see it. Like the smaller acts got money, and there's just been like a nonstop like battalion of just shows, and they're all coming <laughs> from Nick. And I thought I didn't have a say in it, and I, and like I actually realized in hindsight that um th- there was a conversation had. He was like, "Hey, Danny, like come talk to me." I was like, "Okay, I'm in trouble." And he's like, "No, um, like well, what? Who should play at this locals thing?" And I was like, "You know." I want to play. My friends should play. These people should play. These are the people from Rahway. These are the people who have, we've been playing free shows downtown for years. We've been like hustling and we're still like trying. We haven't gotten complacent with our art. We're still like really trying to push envelopes. Wishy washy's 
one of the best bands in the <laughs> world. I'm not even, I'm really not even trying to say that to placate or like, like just like get on like your good side or Ariel's side, like, or anyone's <laughs> side. I, I literally like, the, Phelan, Ernesto and Ariel could literally hate me and I'd be like, yeah, I'm so sorry for what I did, but, uh, great job musically. Like they're so talented and they're, they're like as raw way as raw way can get. It's like, it's like me and then them. Like, <laughs> like, like they're, you can't get more raw way than them. They're just okay. so talented and it's just really, awesome seeing them play at that stage that I've seen them play before, but then get like a little envelope with money in it that like is yeah. arbitrary because like who cares? But like it's so important to pay your artists because at the end of the day when like it's like so cheesy and dumb, but like when a war happens, when a, when a war is happening, everything can get destroyed, but the things that you save is the things that aren't savable art and like communities and cultures and all that stuff that's why people that's why armies burn books like it's like it's a whole thing if you want to destroy someone you destroy their art because it's the most precious you destroy the most yeah so seeing the opposite of that seeing our culture you know thriving is just like kind of it's cute like i have a show like downtown in like the little paseo and i'm like how did i get that because nick was just asking around and if it's if, if someone's listening which i hope you are uh <laughs> and you think it just sounds like oh well danny's in the town and danny like knows these people so that's how he gets that it's like yeah but that's all i did <laughs> all i did was just <laughs> be in town and not stab anybody like uh, you just be friendly and talk to people that's it and yeah. you will make something happen. It's incredible. So uh, uh, as many gripes have, uh, as I have had in the Democratic Committee, before I was in the Democratic Committee, I can say that I can't really complain. The, the little pride flag that I have outside my window has been, you know, accepted with, you know, glory and honor and there's more coming. So like I, <laughs> I can't really sit here and, you know, like, oh, like, you know, this sucks. Like, this town's going to, you know, a bad place, even though everything about it I enjoy. And I'm really, <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, like, oh, this is, a, oh, I hate that I have something to do most nights. And I hate that everyone, you know, is so friendly to me. Uh, it's, <laughs> it really is like, I got to like count my blessings. It's, it's truly, you know, I got in at a good time, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of grew up here, didn't you? It's- yeah, I definitely did. Um, like, I, I mean, I had said got in at a good time. Yeah, I got in at in 98 when I was six years old. The the quick the quick check on Woodbridge Road across the street from the prison and the DMV. Uh, I got in then. No, uh, uh, when we moved, when your daughter and I and Dominic moved into this apartment, uh, we were all at that age. We're like, okay, we do two, three years of this. And then we like dip maybe. Like we, I don't know, Philadelphia is always a thing. I got their pride flag. Um but yeah, like that was kind of the move. But as we moved in, it was like, okay, that place is getting kind of nicer and this place is getting kind of nicer. And these people are caring more about this. Oh, this is okay. Oh, there's shows. I want to play shows. Oh, there's a brewery. There's a sushi place. There's people, there's things for the town that people might actually want. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know. It, that's the thing that like when people go to like, I have people who come and visit Rahway and they're like, wow, it's something so nice about it. It's like, yeah, there's something to do. That's it. Like people are so, <laughs> people are so confused when like an event happens. They're like, wow, I had fun. It's like, that was the whole plan, man. You've just been had. <laughs> <laughs> The whole plan despite is for you. Despite yeah. yourself, you had fun. Yeah, just exactly. Despite <laughs> yourself, you've had fun, and 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 you did it pretty close. Like you could, you, you could do a lot of things, and it's you know obviously like 
I love a good pint. So like you could do a crawl, but like there's also a lot of things that like people who don't drink, don't like partake, they can enjoy themselves and still like go to my trivia night, go to karaoke's on Saturdays, try to make, you know, like there's always jazz nights happening. Like the Watt, ha- like I came from a show and there was a show at the Watt. I'm like, damn, I don't even know about that show. And, <laughs> and it's truly like there's artists in town and you know, uh, they're, they, they painted over a mural that I wasn't happy about, but that seems. Oh, they painted over several murals yeah. I wasn't happy about. Yeah, and, and you know, I, the, the Krausers on St. George. It used to be a pizza place and it had that Magritte. Yeah. Magritte, you know. Oh, wow. Rahway respects the, the yeah. ancestors of art, and there was like a whole series of them in town and they Krausers yes. just put their beige over that and i never forgive and them for yeah that. and and you know what i think <laughs> that's ultimately like a Krausers thing it's the people who own the building well, it was the know. branding yeah it was their branding but like why it yeah was it's not it, hurting you <laughs> it's not hurting you if anything it's it's getting someone to go inside of your your convenience store yeah and i um, remember the the one year the art crawl i think the guy was there was there was a guy doing a mural on cherry street like on the ground and he on cardboard or plywood and then it got mounted someplace i think so yeah 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 i i mean okay i remember uh, two mayors ago three mayor kennedy who was in for 30 years and now he's in the state legislature yeah um uh he wanted to make rawway an art town yeah he's kind of the person who got these like art like footsteps kind of rolling you know and 25 years later it's actually gotten to the point where it looks like we're an art town yeah and you know i again like you know being raised you know i was a kid when kennedy was like uh, a mayor but i listened look i remember i listened to people you know gripe and listen you know like you know oh the mayor's this the mayor's that and i'm like yeah i don't you know boo whatever but ultimately i can't sit here and boo something that i'm like reaping the benefits of yeah um, it just but it also kind of lets you know that this shit takes time it does it's like a long process and that's why people try to get their footings in now and that's why i like you know as as little as i truly do i just make sure that like talking to people and like hearing people out is truly like the easiest way to just like have long form change because when something needs to happen in five or six years the reason you know the moment of you introducing yourself to someone else because you were just bored might be the reason why you know someone in town who does like you know seamstressing or that's the reason why you know a really good like graphic designer or whatever you have so it's those like little connections that like ultimately make a bigger change because like even the show the show that we had like uh last week it was a Nick planned it. We got a sound guy. It was great. And then the sky opened up and cats and dogs. It literally did. It just like, boom, torrential I downpour. It was last week. <laughs> yeah. Torrential downpour. And so we all got paid and we had no obligation. It wasn't like, a, oh, and now you got to play. It was like, hey, man, you know, that's a show. Here's your money. You guys could dip if you want. And we we're like, oh, wow, really? They, yeah. they could have just canceled it. They could have just got paid anyway. Yeah. So the only reason wow. it wasn't canceled is because I like, you know, we, we saw the, you know, the faces of everyone and I was like, this sucks <laughs> so i was like okay i used you know ricky finger and uh like goddess uh music of the goddess <laughs> funded uh sound equipment to make it happen so we just that's right we handed to our listeners we we gave danny a bunch of 
stuff that was taking up space in our garage <laughs> that we hadn't used in in like a while. But it's so- the passing of the torch. It truly <laughs> is like, and I will most likely give it to someone else and just like, hey, like, until it until until it, it rusts, right, it falls apart. I understand. Yeah, but that is exactly how it happened. So I was just like, okay, let's just reschedule for tomorrow and use my gear, and we'll just make it happen. And like. I was like stressed about it. We had a show at the coffee box like in front of there and then had to go straight to that show like right there. And it's right there, but it's still just like lugging around gear twice. But right. all of the musicians helped. Everyone was just like I like I thought I was going to move a bunch of stuff. Everyone was picking up. It just felt very like like community. I was like, "Oh my god, this is happening for us." It was like <laughs> It was really just cool seeing everyone just like pitch in and just like, okay, this like, you know, Ernesto's helping me pick up these speakers. This person's driving over here. We're getting a table from the waiting room. We're going to, you know, it really was like a little town thing. And then it ultimately like with no, like with like one day of rescheduling, we got, we got a decent crowd. It was like people came and watched and I was really just grateful to see that happen. But, um, but yeah, it was nice to just get paid and like not have that obligation and then just have the choice of like, Oh, for the the show must go on. Like that was that was that's a cool moment to have. Yeah, but you guys were also really good. I appreciate. You know, yeah, thank I was, you. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was very. I had a lot of fun at your. Yeah, I, my my favorite moment though. Um, so like the whole sound system was like like give me problems because like power is a whole thing and i'm like okay we're just making this work like don't ask me to put stuff in your monitor just like you're lucky to have monitors <laughs> and then like at the very end there was just like this like little squeal from one of the microphones and your husband walks up and he, go- <laughs> he goes you need a lesson <laughs> i'm like no i really would not like a lesson he really uh, <laughs> he really he really does like to advise the sound guy oh no and whenever, he's great he is <laughs> No, this is his thing. This is <laughs> Oh no, and it's the curse too. I was at a show last night where there was squealing and I just wanted to like go up to the guy and just like just cut the high end like at like th- <laughs> at like three K, like you're good. Like just, you know, take the boot no. <laughs> and I don't know that much about sound, but like after a while you you, you pick up enough to be like, Hey, oh. this is what you should do. But yes, that's um, I'm learned, glad that that's yeah. how I learned sound. Exactly. So. That's that's how anyone learns anything. You're bad at it for a while and then one day you're kinda not. Um, but yeah, no, that's, I'm so glad that the town like is like putting like effort into it because I've, it's the reason why towns around us are doing it now. They're like shuffling to be like, Oh, we're an arts town too. It's like, sure you are. <laughs> no, what? you're not. No, you're not. You're okay? a parent town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. And I'm just like, I, like you can, you can do whatever yeah, you I'm want. I'm giving Westfield side eye on that. Oh one. no. I was, I've, I, 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 I didn't even want to name municipalities to not I'll be shady. No, for real, because like, I, like you know, look if you go to look if you go to a town on our train line, um, actually either I could say about both either town on our train line in the south direction has that vibe where they're just like build a building and we'll put music in it. And it's like okay, dude, like like you could try, like but you have you have to do the annoying thing, which is talk to your musicians, talk to your artists, go yes, to the height. Yeah, well, how can we have a music town? Yeah. And without talking to yeah. you. Oh, no, that's the thing, too. People just think, like, oh, I'm just going to throw money at this thing. It's like, you could try throwing money at your random musicians, but you're just going to be getting random musicians. <laughs> so when you're wondering, like, where, like, the youth of your town is, like, they're in Raleigh. They're, <laughs> I, the, the people of Avenel and uh, other, like, surrounding towns, they come to Raleigh because, like, 
bozos like me have been given the opportunity to just be bozos and then you're not and then suddenly you're not a bozo suddenly you're the trivia guy who does music and is on a podcast like you just <laughs> like you just like stick with it it's it's just a matter of persistency and you're 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 like a shining inspiration for all that you for real for like the last as long as i've known you you've always just been like i'm doing it and it'll take me a long time but you know who cares like it's you know what else is going to take a long time dying and i'm yeah. i'm going to be here anyway so like let's make some cool art let's make a quilt let's make some like you've always been really inspirational on that and so Thank it's really you. cool yeah oh my god no for real you really have okay, okay. I, I you're embarrassing me but that's fine if this um, is embarrassing you then yes. oh man that's easy i could say some way worse stuff <laughs> <laughs> I've been well, in your home. <laughs> I know you've been in my home. I have your old drum set in my basement. Yeah, so, I know. You know? <laughs> we, we know what we have. We know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> well, you have my you have my old PA, so we're even, yeah, I guess. we're even. <laughs> <laughs> so, how can people find your music and your art, or hire you for? You're like a freelance graphic designer, right? Yeah, totally freelance. Um, uh, getting into a design firm is you got to either have a degree or some cool parents or something like that. Uh, but no, I have cool <laughs> parents. They're just like their names aren't blue on Wikipedia. <laughs> no. Uh, so my uh, my visual art handle is Danny Vargas 92. That's where you can find all my you know postings. I've been experimenting with collage and Mod Podge and all that fun stuff. My, uh, the music that I do, uh, the originals are called Red House, Blue House. It's on Spotify. You've given us a link. I'm sure, yeah. To, to your Spotify, and we will put it in the show notes. Let's it's no, it. it's fun. It's fun little, like, you know, like R&B inspired, uh, like music. And then I do um, a cover band that does a bunch of stuff too. You got to, you got to do your cover band stuff. That's what keep your toes. That's what keeps your you on your toes. You know, one Stevie Wonder song will really make you remember how bad you are at piano. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he couldn't even see the piano. How is this not fair? <laughs> no, yeah. It's, Plus it's a lot the of fun. fact that he plays all of the instruments. Every single one. So, and yeah. he drove to the studio probably. It man's <laughs> a maniac. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. This was a great conversation. No, thank um, you for having and, me. I really am so honored. You're like, you're the best, truly. Okay, thank you. And I just want to leave you with one last task, which is to get all of your friends to vote in November. Absolutely. I, I, I know my they friends. didn't. They did not. So I will look not to like, like just like a last thing. My friends vote. I don't know about their friends, but my friends vote. (laughs) People in my chat do. Your daughter makes sure of it. She's good at that. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You got questions. We got answers. Well, today's question is from the icebreaker deck from best self and the question is would you rather be too hot or too cold too hot really yeah i mean i i don't yeah i don't like being cold it just makes me miserable i don't like being either I don't know. It's, I mean, not too hot is not fun, but I mean, I, I much, I, my, my preference is toward hot. (laughs) That's what I mean. Okay. You know, I, you know, this one is actually, if it's the outside temperature or the ambient temperature of the room, I would prefer it to be too cold because Mm. I can put more layers on. Because at a certain point, you can only take off so much stuff. Right. That's what I know. That's what people say, right? I don't know. 
I don't know. I it it, it I I would rather just pile on layers because I can warm myself up if I'm you know <laughs> coats, blankets, socks. Right. Yeah. Um, I, so I, so this is funny. Like I have a friend who uh, has talked about us. Like maybe in our old age we could live together or something and like no cohabit. <laughs> and I'm thinking no because you want to be in air conditioning all the time. I can't. I just. We, I just don't think I could, I could do it. I don't love, it's like, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's just, you know, who knows, but especially who knows, but it, yeah, no, I don't know. It's, it's a question that it doesn't have a real answer, right? Cause everyone's different, no, I but, but I feel like I, and obviously I haven't experienced hot. That's so hot that is, you know, really dangerous to that level that we're worried about now with climate change, but if I'm just too warm, I can take off my clothes and be too warm and uncomfortable for a while, and then I'm okay. But cold, I get, I'm just cold forever, it feels like. Mm. I don't like Okay. It. So anyway, so we have to, we have to stay in moderate climates when we're yeah. around each well, other. I, <laughs> yeah, well, for, for, it's just, I can tolerate heat if it's not ridiculously humid like it is here. Right. You know, and it, I've been I have been comparing the atmosphere outside of the house, which has got air conditioners running all over the place. <laughs> We're trying to maintain some sort of semblance of comfort and, uh, you know, walk outside and it it's literally a sauna. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been in saunas that are actually more comfortable than outside because it's not like a steam room. Well, you're um, meaning to go into it. If you're going into a sauna, that's the difference. Yeah. And there's <laughs> usually, there's usually the thing called the Swedish cold plunge pool sitting right outside the sauna that you can go jump into and really mess you up. Those but, are brutal, but I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's really, I do. I do enjoy that. I haven't done it in a very long time, but, oh. but yeah, I can actually deal with heat if I have a swimming pool, but I don't have a swimming pool. So. <laughs> No, and that's the other thing. I don't know. I up until I, you know, moved up here and had babies and done all that grown-up shit. I had a house. It was an old farmhouse. Yeah, you know, it was a 150-year-old farmhouse, and it did not have air conditioning at all, and I did not have window units. I had a fan and a swimming pool, and I managed to get through the entire summer without feeling awful and i don't know if that was because i was in my 20s or it was because the it was the 80s and things weren't you know hot a hot day was 95 degrees you know mm -hmm. we didn't have any of this 115 shit and um and having a swimming pool to cool off in was saved me you know if i got too hot i'd jump in the pool you know even if just for five minutes and then you get out and you cool off and you're fine but i i had a i had a freaking box fan in the window and that was it i think you know I, I don't know i feel like maybe i obviously climate stuff has changed but i think also people were more acclimated to being more resilient or something <laughs> i mean I, or maybe it's just maybe it's age too like i'm like because i would be out I walking all the has to be age all the time in heat there I, i'm thinking like dorms and things like that like i didn't have air conditioning really in a lot of places i was staying in those years like over the summers and yeah. things like that and it's just you know but also people didn't carry water bottles with them everywhere all the time and there were a lot of things that 
<laughs> we didn't do that. We're all used to now <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Well, different. we didn't drink water. Water was like, why are you drinking water? <laughs> I drank water, but I also drank jolt cola with vodka. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, know? it was, it wasn't, it was not a thing. Water, drinking water was not like a thing. Right. So I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. That's being old. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. I'm Robin Renee, and you can find me on Facebook at Robin Renee Fan or on Instagram at Robin Renee Music and on Twitter at Spirit Rock Sexy. And if you're on Discord and want to uh, connect with me, give me a shout. I'm Andrew Genus on Discord. And I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Wendy Cards, on Twitter at Wendy Designs, and on Etsy at Wendy Cards with a Z. And remember, you can always reach out to us on social media at Leftscape. So please do get in touch, send us your questions. And until next time, be well, stay cool, and keep, and keep left. left. You've been listening to the Leftscape podcast. Sound engineering by Wendy Sheridan. Show notes by Robin Renee. Fake sponsor messages by Ariel Sheridan. Web hosting by InMotion. Remote recording by Squadcast. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Leftscape. Become a patron of our show for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash Leftscape. Thanks for listening.